interwebs. Well, it's been a rough week for your old pal Patrick. Falling down the stairs at work, spraining my ankle, spending the week on crutches. I mean, really tough. But you know what the worst part is? Wondering whatever happened to that hot nurse, Curly, on Doogie Hauser, MD. Welcome back to another episode of All Things From My Brain, the podcast. I am your host, Patrick Hester, writer, blogger, and Twitter addict, and I'm here to once again take you through the things that interested and distracted me this past week. As always, the topics can range from sci-fi movies, television books, uh, same for fantasy, uh, technology, music, you name it, I can be distracted by it. Uh, lots to talk about this week, so I just wanted to dive right in. Um, first off, n- not everything needs to be made into a movie, okay? Uh, in recent months, lots of different rumors have swirled around about various toy and video game franchises being licensed to get some sort of big screen treatment. Uh, the list includes Legos, uh, Monopoly, Stretch Armstrong, the video game Joust, Well, uh, now I hear that Warner Brothers is negotiating with Taito to grab the rights to the classic arcade game Space Invaders. That's right. Space Invaders. Seriously? Have you completely run out of ideas? Is is no one writing anything original in Hollywood anymore? (sighs) Dear Hollywood... IO9 has taken it upon themselves to create a list of 21 books you could do movie treatments on, if you were so inclined. Uh, It's almost as if they took the time to build this list, especially for you. It includes Jennifer Government by Max Berry, Glass House by Charles Strauss, and Spin by Robert Charles Wilson, to name just a few. A lot of really great original, just fantastic content sitting there on the bookshelves waiting to go at Hollywood. There's no need to dip into the um, expansive Space Invaders universe uh, just to have a brand that you can run with. I mean, come on, people. Come on. It's not that hard. In, In other news... I have something that I want to talk about, and, and this is something that's 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 it's it's really really close to my heart. Something that I, I feel is really for the entire world. Is it working? Did, did we break through? We we did. It it is working. Oh okay. People on the podcast. We are the Basement Spiders. We have used our superior spider technology to infiltrate this podcast so we might communicate with you, the listener. The host of this podcast has continually portrayed us as being evil. This could not be further from the truth. We want you to know that we are of peace, always. 
We bring harmony to every country on the planet. You will know love again. We will provide you with advanced spider technologies that require no natural resources and run simply on the juices harvested from flies and other insects and lower life forms. With these technologies, you will finally be green. We are the basement spiders. Remember us. We are of peace. Always. And if you can't see that, screw you. That's just how I feel about it, alright? God. <sighs> uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I really get worked up over this crap, and... I know I shouldn't let it get to me that way, but, you know, it does. I promise I'm done. I will never, ever bring this up again. Just know, you know, you know how I feel about it now. We have a little bit of clarity between us. And now that we understand each other, I, I just feel that we can move past this, okay? So let's just move past it. Okay, in sci-fi TV news... Despite talk of slipping ratings and the fact that it lives on Fox, the sci-fi show-killing network, Fringe has been renewed for a third season. Yep, yep, I'm, I'm cheering along with you. This is fantastic news. It means we will not only get to see more of Fringe, really we'll just get to see more of Walter Bishop. Um, at this point, even though you know Anna Torv is hot, uh, I, I grant you that, um, but I almost don't care about her character anymore. Um, John Noble has absolutely stolen this show as the eccentric, drug-addled, mostly mad scientist known as Walter Bishop. The stuff that this man does, the stuff that he says, um, in equal parts, scares the hell out of me and makes me laugh my butt off every week. Um, <laughs> it's just it's a laugh-out-loud moment. Uh, a third season for this new show is the best news I've heard all this week. So really excited about that. Fringe season three. Woohoo. Also doing well is Chuck. Easily, easily uh, my favorite show right now. Uh, Chuck is spy fi, not sci fi, spy fi, which is, um, you know, spies and science fiction kind of mixed together. And it, it's absolutely hilarious. Despite having a darker tone this year, um, at least so far, due in, in no small part to the title character of Chuck uh, working hard to become a full-fledged spy, it, it seems like to me, it feels like to me that the humor has just been really amped up this year. And, and I find myself uh, laughing a lot with this show. So, you know, kudos to the writers, whatever you guys are doing, or, or gals, or both, um, you know, keep doing it. My God, it's it's fantastic this year. Uh, the ratings for the show are solid, and according to NBC Primetime President Angela Bromstead, the ratings are a pleasant surprise. And she just says that uh, Chuck needs to maintain those numbers, and they'll probably get a fourth season. And and I think they can. I think they can maintain the numbers they've been getting. Um, especially if you, who are listening to this, if you're not watching Chuck now, you know you need to start. Um, we need to keep the show on the air. Tell all your friends. Have them tell their friends. You know, so on and so on. Um, Calgon, take me away. Uh, ancient Chinese secret, huh? 
some of the younger people are going, what the hell is he talking about? Wayne's World? No, it was before Wayne's World. Anyway, do you remember a guy by the name of George R.R. R. Martin? Um, he's a writer. Uh, he wrote some books once. Um, you and I, we probably read them. But it's like a really long time ago. I kind of remember some stuff from them, but it's been a really long time. I can't quite recall what they were about. I remember there was like a dwarf um, and some wolves and zombies maybe. I, I don't remember. Uh, how about you? Do you remember any of that? Anyway, it's, I guess it's just been a long time. Um, but HBO thinks that uh, they're worthy of a new TV show. HBO has given the green light to a full season of A Game of Thrones, which is going to be based on the Sword of Fire and Ice books written by George Martin uh, when he's in the mood to write them, which is few and far between. The first season is going to run 10 episodes and is going to span the events of the first novel in the series, A Game of Thrones. Uh, this is smart on the part of HBO because if they if they continue with this and they do like a season a year, um, that'll give them plenty of time to see if, you know, George Martin decides he wants to write another book in the series or not, um, before they run out of material to make new shows with. Not that I'm bitter or anything, you know, I, I know George R. R. Martin is not my bitch. will begin on the show later this year and the cable outlet is targeting next spring for its debut on the network uh, in case you didn't recognize that tune by the way that was George R.R. R. Martin is Not Your Bitch by John and Elio. Uh, John's music is available over at sci-fi-songs.blogspot.com I highly suggest that you check it out out there let's see oh bruce wayne uh he's coming back i don't i don't know if you knew this you know just in case you missed it but bruce wayne died i'm using um sarcastic air quotes there 
He, quote, died, end quote, in DC Comics while fighting Darkseid. Is it Darkseid or Darkseid? I never remember. See, it's the S-E-I-D that gets me. Anyway, um, he, uh, he was uh, fighting Darkseid, and Darkseid blasted him with his um, no-one-can-survive laser eyes thingy, um, which caused Superman to go into a rant and, like, wipe out whole armies of Darkseid's minions with his own laser eye thingy. Anyway, um, but uh, he's not really dead, of course, because in comics... They, no one stays dead. Um, you can't seem to kill anyone ever at any time and have them actually stay dead. Um, they always come back somehow. Um, I mean, if you think about it, Supergirl, dead, but she, she got better. Um, Superman dead, absolutely dead, buried in the ground, but, um, he got better. A couple different versions of The Flash died. You had Jay Garrick, you had, uh, Barry Allen, both got better same for the original green lantern alan scott uh captain america has died but he's coming back uh charles xavier has died and come back um his death you know completely rebooted the entire x-men universe for a bunch of episodes which was the uh age of apocalypse after xavier series but then he got better um gene gray who is what was she, Marvel Girl? Was her X-Men name or something like that? I don't know. But she's also the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix. All that. She's died a billion times. Uh, you name them, uh, they have died, and they've all gotten up because they they feel better. Bring it out today! Bring it out today! There's one. Ninepence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go with the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look, isn't there something you can do? I feel happy. I feel happy. Ah, oh, thanks very much. Not at all. Anyway, Bruce Wayne is coming back to DC Comics in April. Uh, The covers of the books, Return of Bruce Wayne, uh, are up for your perusal over at the DC Universe blog, which is dcu.blog.dccomics.com. It's a lot of dots. Um, The artwork looks great. Well... Um, I think they look great, and uh, it's worth a look-see on your part if you're if you're into comics and you just kind of want to check out the art. Um, they've got him essentially in a bunch of alternate dimensions, kind of traveling between them, and in each one he is sort of a version of Batman that includes like a a cowboy Batman and a and a pirate Batman and so on and so forth. So, um, kind of interesting. Uh, go check it out. I'm. Uh, I don't know what I am when it comes to comics these days. Part of me wants to say that comics have jumped the shark. 
you know, the the whole Marvel Disney thing, I think, kind of started that a little bit. But uh, there's just so much silliness going on these days that that I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, my friend Quinn told me that uh, we were talking about comic books one day, and he said that he took his son to the comic book store and um, told him that he could get pretty much any you know any comic books that he wanted, which I I, I thought that was really cool. You know, I thought that was a great you know dad son kind of thing to do. Um, not that comic books wouldn't appeal to to girls either. Um, I just thought it was a nice little bonding moment for him. Um, and plus, you know, it's it's like getting the next generation ready to go. You know, taking them to the comic book store, showing them around, um, so to speak. But uh, there's just so much crap out there in the comic book world now that I feel that for anyone trying to wade through it to find something worthwhile to read is is really really difficult. Um, one of the sites that I found that sort of combats that, and and I and I and I really like it is is comics should be good, and it's a blog. Um, this is a blog that's attached to the comic book resources website. The domain is goodcomics.comicbookresources.com, and just as the title infers, they are all about good comics. I find myself saving their RSS feed in my Google Reader for last. Because I, I really get into it. I really enjoy the stuff that they talk about, um, which can include, I mean, they go through, they have the, the old issues. They have new issues. They, they talk about what they've bought. Um, they do reviews. And they answer questions. And, and they have this series called uh, Comic Book Legends Revealed that they do. And, and this is an absolute favorite of mine. I, I love this thing. They get asked these questions and they find some of the most obscure and amazing comic book trivia that, that I have ever heard of in my life. And it's just, it's really fantastic stuff. Um, it's well worth your visit. Again, that's goodcomics.comicbookresources.com. It comic should be good. Excuse me. Comic should be good. Um, add them to your reader or visit them once a week, do whatever you want to do, but I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It, it's a great site. It's a great blog. Um, definitely worth your time. This week in music, uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite ladies. Last week I talked about Kenny Wayne Shepherd, one of my favorite bands, um, blues and rock bands. But uh, one of the things that I, I always think when, you know, I talk to people about the blues is they they think that ladies don't get involved. And they re they really do. And so I want to talk about one of my favorites this week, and, and that's Susan Tedeschi. Um, she first hit my radar, oh my gosh, in the, in the late 90s when my cousin married a guy from Denver. And he told me that there was this lady I just had to hear that he'd seen her in Denver a lot, uh, playing live, and always looking for new music. I, I was willing to take a listen, and I listened to one of his favorite tunes called "Angel from Montgomery," and this was a cover of a John Prine tune. And as soon as I heard her voice, Susan Tedeschi had me hooked. I mean, my God. Uh, born in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Tedeschi has been involved in music in one way or another nearly all her life. Uh, she formed the Susan Tedeschi Band in 94 and began playing guitar uh, with an eye on the blues because she wanted to learn how to play guitar. 
Uh, in December of 95, she released her first album um, regionally, which means, you know, it wasn't nationwide. It was just in that area. Um, and it's called Better Days, which featured five songs written by her and five written by someone else or that were a cover completely, um, including one of my all-time favorites, which I want to play a little bit for you here. Um, this is Ain't Nobody's Business, uh, the Susan Tedeschi Band. in church all these She followed up Better Days with Just Won't Burn in 98, which had a, a wider distribution and it is actually um, considered her debut album because it did have national distribution, which is kind of interesting. And uh, that, that CD went gold in 2000, which is awesome. Uh, meanwhile, Susan found herself playing um, bigger gigs. She was playing Lilith Fair with uh, Sarah McLaughlin and opening for John Mellencamp, 
B.B. King, Taj Mahal, Buddy Guy. She also opened for the Almond Brothers Band, where she met her future husband, uh, slide guitarist Derek Trucks. Little did she know when she married the man that she was breaking my heart. Damn it! All the good ones are taken. I mean, she can sing the blues, she can play the blues. Come on! Here's a little something from Just Won't Burn. You say you haven't been rocked in a long, long time. album released in 2002 was titled wait for me um all of her music to date had been very bluesy and very rocky but uh you know very rock and uh with wait for me you could tell that she was evolving her style she was mellowing a little bit um wasn't quite the same there there are still some really fantastic tracks on on this cd don't get me wrong um but none of it really with that same blues rock oomph that uh, you kind of got from earlier tracks like rock me right and friar's point um it, it's still a really strong album uh, it's just not the one that i reach for first if i'm in the mood for a little susan tedeschi um, but it is a good album. Um, I think Just Won't Burn is still my favorite, though. Uh, but here, let's take a listen to something from uh, Wait For Me. In the evening, you will find me Round this old neighborhood Sitting in this bar Wondering Just what you mean to me will put these blues on a holiday. And every time we get together, something turns out wrong. Now I find 
peace of mind just by sitting here all alone. It seems like all of these bands that uh, tend to fall into the blues rock genre end up on Austin City Limits at some time. And that's the long-running PBS show. And uh, Susan Tedeschi is no different. She hit that show running in 2004 and spawned one of the best live albums I've, I've ever owned. She really rocked the house. Um, a live CD was released quickly, followed up by a, a new studio album called Hope and Desire in 2005. By this time, she and her husband Derek had started a family. Um, and you could kind of see the mother in Susan. She, it was coming through in her music, you know, um, with songs titled like Lord Protect My Child, um, stuff like that. Uh, again, it, her music, her style, it was maturing. It was evolving. It was becoming tighter and better produced. You could tell that. Um, and you could really tell if you compare the tracks from something on hope and desire to better days or even just won't burn, um, you, you could tell that a lot of work was going into it. A lot of love, a lot of passion, a lot of sweat and tears. Um, let's take a listen to something from hope and desire. October 2008, Susan Tedeschi released Back to the River. Um, it's a very soulful, very bluesy uh, album. And uh, like I said earlier, as an artist, she was you know evolving, maturing. Um, but I felt that she was really coming into her own with Back to the River. Um, in 2010, it was nominated for a Grammy for Best Contemporary Blues Album, which is her fifth nomination, um, which is awesome. Um... And it's it's really it, it's just a great album. Uh, a lot of good tracks on there. Um, today, Susan Tedeschi tours with her band, and in a kind of a cool deal, um, she has a hybrid project with her husband Derek Trucks, 
and it's called Soul Stew, Soul Stew Revival. And it combines both of their bands into this massive ensemble that plays a mixture of both um, songs from Derek Truck's band and songs from the Susan Tedeschi band and plays some new songs which are specially arranged for the tour. So, you know, if you hear something about Soul Stew Revival coming into your area, I, I definitely, definitely think you should check them out. It's got to be an awesome show. Um, in the meantime, if you're interested, Susan Tedeschi's music is available for download um, via iTunes. Uh, it's on Amazon.com. You can get it through your local retailers. Uh, you name it, it's all over the place. Now, having said that, you might have some trouble finding uh, better days, uh, at, at least on CD. Because it was a regional release, it's kind of sometimes it's hard to find that. But if you do, I, 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 I'm telling you, snatch it up. It's, it's, it's a great CD. I think you're really gonna like it. Okay, well, that's it for me this week. Um, got some stuff on the horizon. Uh, I'll talk about it later, but I think it's going to be exciting. Um, how's that for foreshadowing? Thanks for hanging out with me again. I do appreciate it. Please don't forget to check out the blog because you never know. I might post something there, um, atfmb.com. And come check me out on Twitter. It's it's a lot of fun there. Um I do all sorts of weird things. That's twitter.com slash ATFMB. I'll be back next week with another podcast. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye.